Kentucky Girl, Chapter 5, Part 2 The main drawback of obtaining this free land was that the Shawnee Indians did not recognize that purchase from Cherokees. Lest we get a feeling that establishing a homestead in the wilds of that country called Kentucky was easy, it should be remembered that Great Britain did more than just giving good trade terms to the Shawnee and other northern tribes. It was actively pursuing a tactic to eliminate these settlers. There were a few stockades along the far-flung frontier of Kentucky. Each were tenaciously held by brave frontiersmen. One of these forts was Harrodsburg's Big Fort. In April of 1777, it was attacked by some 75 savages. The 22 riflemen in the fort drove off the painted warriors, but not before Daniel Boone and several others were severely wounded. As he lay helplessly on the ground, his ankle shattered by a bullet, Boone was lifted by Simon Kenton and borne away upon his shoulders to the heaven of stockade and a veritable shower of balls. On July 4th of the same year, the fort was again subjected to siege when 200 gaudily painted savages surrounded it. They were led by British officers and sent by Governor Hamilton of Detroit, a subject of Great Britain. Their purpose was to drive white sailors from Kentucky but owing to the vigilance and superb marksmanship of the defenders and the death of their British leaders, the Indians abandoned the siege after leaving a number of dead on the field. Also, it was in that in addition to the battle called the Revolutionary War, our settlers had to battle Great Britain's alliance with the Indians. However, there had been no known excursion by any Indians in the last six months, excepting, of course, the attack on our little caravan a few days ago. Information was also given to our group that everyone chipped in to do chores with hunting, cleaning, such things. For the men, a stint in the militia served as that family's contribution to the welfare of the whole. Everyone ate in the main hall. Provisions were provided by hunters who would go out in groups, always with guns for protection. An area was pointed out for Rachel and the group to pitch their tents until they could build a place of their own. Nellie had been providing much of the information and she was the one to show Rachel the area for their tents and also where the main hall was for eating. Twilight was fast approaching and so it was decided to go to the land office tomorrow morning. Nellie hooked her arm into Rachel's and led our group to the eating room. 
When in the room, the scene was repeated as when our group first entered the stockade. Nellie asked Rachel to introduce the rest of her party. Rachel named them all, including her husband, Clint. She even introduced the dogs and declared that they were great guards and could smell Indians a mile away, and then chuckled a little at such a claim. This brought laughter from the crowd, who wanted to know more about their trip coming out from Virginia. Clem was the one to tell everyone about the trip. We walked while carrying packs and got jumped by a couple of white varmints, which we beat and then came through the gap and got jumped by red varmints. Since we had four guns, we dropped nine of them and then your militia chased them off. I guess they'll think twice before charging another bunch coming out. Nellie blurted out, wait a minute, I see three men and you said four guns. Clem said, you ain't seen my wife shoot. She can blast the hair off in a toad at 50 yards while it's jumping. Clem, Rachel exclaimed, don't you be telling those stories. Well, on this last bunch that jumped us, Clem said, you dropped three, and Bert and Dan and I only dropped two each. Enough said. With that, the hall erupted with exclamations and cheers. Nellie, who was standing next to Rachel, had eyes as big as saucers. She couldn't believe that this young girl could do what she just heard. And you say Captain Jack was one of the militia? He's my husband. People swarmed around our group, shaking hands, patting them on the back, and saying how glad they were to have them here in Boonesboro. Someone shouted, here's the grub, let's eat. With that, everyone found a place to sit. And after saying the blessing, quiet fell on the group while wolfing down the meal.